Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. This podcast shares the personal journeys of Tummy Team clients as they restore their core and pursue being strong to be pain-free and connected for the life they were meant to live. Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean from the Tummy Team, and I have a really exciting interview today with a professional from Denmark that has been working with us for several years. This is Helly. I'm Kelly, and she's Helly, so we like rhyme a little bit. And uh, I'm really excited for her to share her story personally and professionally. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me, Kelly. I'm excited to talk to you. Um, we we always, uh, whenever we have conversations, we tend to get off on all these rabbit trails because it's so fun to talk to like-minded professionals and to have somebody to share in the victories and all the new revelations. Do you find that when we get together? I can't get my hands down whenever it is that we meet um, across the world when this whole community of other professionals that treat diastasis as reptile when we get together and we suddenly uh one person mentions something and then the other person says something it's like wow oh it's it's amazing to see how the dots kind of just get connected across the globe i find that really inspiring and encouraging yeah i i think it's interesting when you do this work it can feel a little isolating you can kind of feel like you're the only person out there doing this work. So whenever we get together as a community, it's, it feels very good. One of the things that the tummy team does is we train professionals. Um, for those of you that don't know that we, we work with clients for sure, but we also have a professional training program where we work with, um, other rehab professionals, whether they're physical therapists or chiropractors or restorative, um, rehab kind of fitness professionals. We also work with midwives and OB, GYNs, and anybody in the birth community, and then fitness personnel. Um, So we have a whole process of that. And then our goal is to create a community where we learn from each other and we support each other and where the tummy team can share some of our experience over the years so you guys don't have to recreate the wheel. Let's talk a little bit about how we met because you have a unique story. You started out as a client there in Denmark. So tell me a little bit about your story. Um, I started out as a Pilates instructor in 2016. And after I had my second kid in uh, 2017, Zoe, I actually had an instructor who said to me, I think you have a diastasis recti when she was about six months old. So I went to the doctor who said, no, you don't. So I kind of accepted the fact that I just look big, which is a bit out of, it's it's not so appropriate when you're a personal trainer, um, I guess, um, and you sense training other people in their health fitness every day. Um, and it came to the point where my daughter was almost three and the excuse that, oh, I look the way I do because I have a small kid and I don't have time to do exercise, that excuse kind of didn't fly anymore and and at some point I had a client who thought when I was going to um to Australia and I was saying I was very excited about training 
in in a Pilates studio there. She said, "Oh, can you can you do that in your condition?" And I was like, "I don't know if it's it was more embarrassing for her or for me in front of all the clients in, in the studio at the time." And I think that that's one of the things that my clients in Denmark also finds is the embarrassment of constantly being asked, "Oh, so when are you due?" Um, so actually, I thought I sought help and saw a professional who diagnosed me with diastasis recti, and that sort of became the beginning of the journey that led me to where I am today. So there, there in Denmark, there was uh, some physical therapists that actually specialized in this. Yeah, they were located in Copenhagen, which is not very far from where I live. I never really heard about them before. And in my professional life as a Pilates instructor, there isn't really any emphasis on diastasis recti. Um, so it was a real eye-opener for me when my instructors and I, we sort of tried out to feel how big my diastasis were. And we thought it was just two fingers wide. And in fact, it was five fingers wide, uh, all three places. Um, so quite honestly, I was very emotional when I left the, the clinic. Um, I remember being in tears on the way home in the train because I was devastated that I had a condition that I could have done something about if I had only known better. And if I hadn't taken for face value what my doctor actually said, um, and, and the, the feeling, I still remember it being in tears when I realized that. I actually have something different. I'm not just, I'm not just thick. Mm -hmm. It's emotional. Was it also a little bit validating? Like, oh, there, there's a reason that I'm looking pregnant. There's a reason that my body, my, my stomach is not quote unquote bouncing back. There's something. And even though it sounds like you definitely have the frustration, gosh, I sh somebody should have told me and I should have done something. But I know that there's a, there was a, for me, there was a certain amount of validation, like, oh, there's something actually wrong. This is not just like, I should have tried harder, or I should eat less. There's something actually wrong. Did you, did you feel that validation? Most definitely. I felt the validation, but I also felt the relief that it wasn't just me that was something wrong with, that it was in fact something more. Um, the relief that someone was telling me this is not your fault, it's not that you haven't trained or that you've been eating inappropriately, but it was something that was real, it wasn't in my head. And I think that 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 feeling, I think it's very important as a professional therapist to to take that with you, that feeling and not forget that feeling that that I myself had at that time because when I sit in front of a client who get really emotional and a lot of people get very uh, some people get very teary and some people get very angry and some people get just immensely relieved that they come in with this feeling that there's just something, there's something wrong with me. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me, but there's something wrong with me. And my doctor says, that's not the case. And then I tell them, well, I can tell you why it is that you feel the way and you look the way you do, um, depending on, it's not, every, it's not always people's, uh, physical appearance, that's the case. It's sometimes also the emotional feeling. Um, it varies very much from client. For, but for me, it was how I looked and the way I felt about myself that was important to me. And, and it was a relief to find out that it wasn't in my head. Yeah. It's, I think that's really common for like 
anybody that's physically active, but when you work in the fitness industry, right, and it and you don't feel or look the strength that you know that you're trying to give to your clients, um, I think that that can be just it hits on all kinds of levels. Did you go ahead? Yeah, I think I think the fact that when you stand as a Pilates instructor and I could do all the things that I wanted my clients to do, I just didn't look the part. And I think that was the, the key factor for me being unhappy with the way I felt and the way I looked. Um, so I think that as a professional, it's very important to um, not necessarily be a size 36 I don't know what that is in U.S., but basically a size small. Um, you don't necessarily have to be that way, but if someone mistakenly takes you for being pregnant in the eighth month, then obviously that's not ideal. <laughs> no, uh, it's that's frustrating for everybody. Okay, so you you got diagnosed, and then did you did they give you a treatment plan? Did they say we can help you and and guide you in rehab? Yes, and the interesting thing about it is that when I first realized that, oh, I actually have a diastasis recti, I quickly moved from, okay, I want to fix this for myself, but I also want to find out more about this. And at the time, um, the professionals in Denmark were going to start their own program in training professionals here in Denmark. Um, and I initially didn't want to wait until August when they were going to start this program. So I started actually in June. And three weeks into the program, I got an email that, unfortunately, the company had gone uh, under. And three weeks into the program, my whole body had changed so dramatically that it it was beyond a joke. It was so amazing to see um, the way both I looked and the way I felt. And when I got this email, it was just devastating. My first thought was, this this just can't be happening. We we cannot have the one company in Denmark that knows something about this who specialize in it and they are just gone. So the whole process of of that is was just mind blowing and and devastating at, at the same time. Yeah. Like you have all this hope, you're seeing all this progress and and not only for yourself, but because you worked in this field you um, almost from the beginning were was like how am I going to implement this with my work right so you went in to not just get rehab but to also understand how you were going to help other people from the very beginning it sounds like and and initially yeah initially it was actually quite funny because I thought that I would just take the Danish program which was developed by the physiotherapist here um, who had actually done training with both um, the tummy team and Julia Tupler and initially my thought was I was just going to take this as a shelf product and take it into my Pilates studio and just kind of sell it to clients there um, and when the company went under and I realized that something had to be done so that information wasn't lost when I then got the chance uh, by the curator to take over the company and, and continue it, I didn't realize at the time that I had bought a company that was 
so knowledgeable. It wasn't it, that the. I think when I look back at now, what I knew, or more to the point, what I didn't know, and what I, the journey that was in front of me at the time. Oh my gosh! Um, let me just say that that I, I still remember the first time that I had a client when I when I started seeing clients, and I went on a learning curve that was like the biggest, steepest learning curve I've ever had in my life. And I still remember a conversation I had with you, Kelly, and it was like, I am so much in deep water. I have, I had no idea where, what I had gotten myself into. And I, I'm pretty certain you remember the conversation too. And I'm pretty certain that you must have thought, oh my gosh, what, what has she gotten herself into? Um, but I think that the, the journey has been amazing. And, and I think that, uh, to see where where I came from and to where we are at now, um, also with another staff member in Denmark that we trained with the Tummy Team, it's it's just been amazing and it's fun and it's just mind blowing. I'll never forget that first interaction. I think you may have called and talked to my office manager Shante first um, and asked her a ton of questions. Um, because you did, you jumped in to the deep end. You said, this company cannot go under. I need it and Denmark needs it. And I don't have the knowledge yet, but I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure this company survives. But like you said, this was not just like a shelf product that you bought the company and sold the shelf product. People are now going to come to you thinking that you have the expertise to help them and you were three weeks into the rehab process for yourself, right? Maybe a little bit further than that at that point. I'll re I remember that conversation because the, co the questions you were asking me, I could tell your wheels were just spinning so fast. You were asking me so many questions about so many different pieces from splinting to training to what about this with this type of client? What about this with this type of client? What about this with this type of client? And I was just like, okay, we need to start at the beginning and we have a process step-by-step step that'll help you. But I know you were like drinking out of a fire hose is what we say here in, in the U.S. where it's like just flooding you and you knew you had clients right there relying on you and you needed the information fast. But as you know now, it's not really a fast process. It's a, it's a layer upon layer upon layer and we're still learning, right? We're still learning years later. I've, I'm years and years and years into this and still learning. But you've learned a ton and you're helping people throughout the country and you've done it, right? Yes, very much. And and I think that one of the things that comes as, as a striking is, is, I guess, the humbleness of taking over a company from someone who had built it from scratch. And I guess the sadness in for them to lose their business and for the responsibility to suddenly take on clients who needed the help right away and trying to explain them to that I recently took over the company and this is a process for, for them. Um, I think for luckily for me, there was a program um, that was already developed into uh, the Danish market. Um, so I had that to sort of support. Uh, I still find it, challenging 
and frustrating at the same time of even though that a year and a half into the the, the journey, I, I still find there are so many things that I want to know and things that I don't know. And when I speak to the medical community, um, which is barely scratching the surface here in Denmark, it's so frustrating to look at the doctors and the midwives um, and I see their faces and they're completely blank when I tell them about all the symptoms that our clients come with and saying, if you have a client who has, you know, back pain, uh, upper back pain or um, urine um incontinence um, I believe it is in English and all these other symptoms and and they and, and especially hernia the doctor seemed to really zoom in on the fact of hernias because in Denmark you have a lot of clients that they send to uh, to procedures to have a hernia uh, removed and when I asked them have you actually contemplated on the reason why people have a hernia around the navel they're like no they just well, no, they just operate on people. And when I tell them about the statistics of what we see in our clinic and we tell them that you can actually prevent, you can't really remove a hernia once it's there, but you also need to look at the bigger picture. And they're like, oh, really? And I'm like, I, I get to the point where I'm realizing that where they're at is where I was like a year and a half ago and I'm just thinking how am I going to get this information out to everyone because there's so many people who need to know this who don't know about it and it's it's frustrating I think that's the, my biggest frustration at the moment is people are asking at me almost accusing me saying why don't you tell people about this why doesn't more people know about this why have no one told me about this it's only a coincidence uh, that people find me. Yeah. I um, I hear that a lot, too. I hear people, they're so grateful. Um, they're so grateful for the information. And they're so grateful that they found the tummy team or somebody that's worked with the tummy team. Um, and they're so grateful. But that's the next thing. Why doesn't everybody know about this? Why doesn't everybody know about this? And there's lots of reasons why. And we're working on it, right? We're working on it. Um, in a lot of ways, but at the same time, we're working with people, you know, and I try, and this may help you may not, but I try to use every client that says that as another person that can help me. Because if a client comes to you that the doctor said blew off their things or said surgery was the only option or, you know, blew off all their stuff and they come to you and they have this healing experience, then I encourage that that client to go back to the doctor and say, look, this, this is what you told me. And I understand why you told me it. This is actually what was happening. And these are the people that helped me. And this is the information they have. And I have them reach out. And it's interesting how the doctor will receive that from that person that they see the before and after of a client that they were working with. Um, and then they're much more open to hearing, you know, and, and pursuing what we do and how we can partner with them. But when we come to them, it almost feels like, you know, there's pharmaceutical companies coming at them. There's this person, that person, everybody wants a bit of the doctor. Right. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they, they can't connect it to a person's story. 
So I really try to have documentation that my happy clients can take back to their midwife or to their their childbirth instructor or to their other physical therapist and say, look, these are some things that they're doing and they train people and they do these things. And I feel like the more people that can help us spread the word, the better, because you're only one person and you're busy treating clients, right? So it's hard to to do all the pieces. I, I think that's one of the things. I also think that there's a mentality. I don't know if that's a across in the US, but I think that in Denmark, at least, uh, people tend to see each other as competitors if you're a, a, a specialist in, in an area and you try not to share information. I think that's one of the things I value very much about the Tummy Team and the professional network that we do have is that I don't feel that I have to hide the information that we uh, stumble across in Denmark. If I suddenly have this amazing uh, epiphany uh, in Denmark, I don't feel as uh, reluctant to share that information with the other practitioners around the world because we're not really competitors. We are colleagues. Um, And we recently started a very interesting um, project in Denmark uh, due to the fact that uh, my background actually uh, is a bachelor in psychology, management and marketing, which in itself is funny because how do you end up as a practitioner of uh, treating diocese's reptile? But one of the things that's interesting about that background is that most of that is statistics. So I found when I first started looking into all this area, I found that there was a lack of data supporting all these uh, theories and things that, that I, throughout the last year and a half, realized that the clients are coming with the symptoms. So due to COVID-19, um, this unfortunate pandemic that's also hit Denmark very hard. We made a transition um, thanks to what inspired from US and from the Tummy team going online. We actually transitioned into online consultation, but to support our, and I guess validate our claim that clients get better, we started uh, doing surveys for with a big research analysis company. And what we've already seen right now is that the symptoms that clients are coming with, um, sort of big tummy, bloated tummy, the back pain and the upper and the lower back and uh, bowel problems and the pelvic uh, instability, the results, even though that we knew the results would be huge, it's shocking to see it. And I, yeah, to this day, it's it's something that I'm really excited to to share with the medical community, um, and also with the other practitioners because it, it supports the claims that it, that a diastasis reptile is not just about you know having split abdominal muscles. It's also all these other things that connects the dots, and if you connect one, you connect them all. Right, and so because of like this, you're, you're compiling all this data and this data kind of starts to speak for you. So it's not just this one person's testimony or this other person's testimony. You're just gathering all this data and putting it all together, which is really cool. It's a really cool way to make an impact on the medical community and on just, you know, we were talking before we started recording about 
the lack of research out there. Um, there's not a lot of great research. And even the practitioners here in the U.S. that are doing research, so much of the research is hard to, it's hard to uh, understand. It's confusing and conflicting. And it doesn't really help um, people move forward. And I know that as a medical system, we rely on research. But I also know that there's a 90% of the things that we do as clinicians, we know because of the clinical outcomes. Like there's not research on every single thing that a doctor does or a physical therapist does, but we know that when we do X, Y, we get to Z. And I think what your data collection is going to help show is this is what we, all the connected components of diastasis um, and how it affects all what we call functional core weakness and all of those symptoms. And then we we work on this, we work on this, we work on this. And now we resurvey those people and see the results of that. And I think that's going to be really powerful information. Yeah. And I think also one of the things I recently had a client who called me up and she said, it's frustrating because the the big companies, uh, the healthcare providers in Denmark, we have a very public system, but we also have uh, private health insurance companies. Um, they don't recognize the work that we do because we are classified as an alternative treatment. Um, but they're more than happy to pay for her to go to a physiotherapist for her back pain for like a year and a half without it actually having any whatsoever impact on the actual pain she had. So she took contact with us uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic, did the program on her own, um, online, and within six weeks, her pain, her back pain was just vaporized. It was gone. And it just, it's the story that we hear all the time, and she's like, oh, my gosh, if the health insurance would just have paid for the consultation and for the program, which would have saved them for like 75% of the cost they paid for physiotherapists. If only they would know about that. Um, it's it's something that you just got to wonder about. Yeah. And it does, it does put a lot of uh, expectation on the person. And I, I'm trying to look at it in a different way. I feel like, our culture, at least in America, um, a lot of, and, and some of this is because of some of the negative direction that our healthcare system has gone in the last, you know, decade, that people are less willing to just blindly believe whatever doctor says. And they're much more self-advocates. They're much more looking outside and in our culture a lot of people have we have these really high deductibles on our medic on our health care plan and then we'll have a health savings account where we can we put money into this health savings account and we can use that to go wherever we want um until you know and then once you meet your deductible and your deductibles there basically for catastrophic things like a major accident a major surgery but for like the little things like going to the chiropractor or physical therapist or a counselor, a lot of times that's going to come out of your health savings account. And what that does for people is it puts the power in your hand. You choose where you're going to go and how you're going to spend your money. And if you're going to go 
to a physical therapist three days a week. And after the second week of six out of pocket visits, your back pain is not feeling better. Most likely you're going to go somewhere else. And so that's what kind of helps us in what we do. The results are pretty quick. The results, even if people's pain or symptoms aren't completely resolved quickly, I think every client that we work with can tell that they're moving in the direction of it being resolved. And that gives them enough motivation and hope to continue to invest in this process. So I I feel like I want the whole healthcare system to change. It, it would be so great if we paid for one preventative stuff. Gosh, if we could prevent di- diastasis, which we know we can, and pay for it, that would be amazing. And doing stuff that w- is considered alternative, um, like even the stuff that we're doing online right now, even though most of our community is pretty much forced to do online care, it's not covered by insurance if it's online. Um, and and yet we can see a huge improvement in people's lives in an online program. And so can you. You can see in a consultation over uh, the computer how much you can help somebody. And I know in the beginning when we were talking about moving online, you were like, how are we going to do this? Right. But you're doing it and you're seeing the impact. Right. And that's a very interesting point because I think the difference uh, that we had as opposed to you in the U.S., we actually um, decided to go sort of 50-50 on the online consultation and the personal consultation. Um, So with the survey that we're currently doing, we actually ask people to self-assess. And what we can tell based on what when we ask people to self-assess based on a video that we provide them, and we sort of done like a, you know, 50%, they, well, 100%, they self-assess before they see us, but 50% do online consultations and 50% does it, um, they come and see us. And what we learned in this process is how to guide people um, when we have them online on screen. And we also learned that in pretty much 95% of the cases, people's self-assessment is flawed in the extent that we can add one to two fingers uh, to their uh, diastasis when they self-assess. And it sounds like a lot and a lot of people sort of get very skeptical when we say it, but because we've actually said that we give this questionnaire to everyone, rather we see them or we see them online, um, we can learn from this process and we've done the, the statistics on saying, okay, well, what is what is people's self-awareness and what is it that we assess? And that, that's been a very interesting journey um, to see because I think that we learned a lot and we kind of had a couple of months throughout the summer in Denmark too where we were not in lockdown um, to trial it out and to see the results, um, which is uh, both at one point very scary um, and at one point it's very exciting because I don't, I don't think that we would have made this move had it not been for the pandemic. Right. It has kind of forced us to do things in very different ways. I think that 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 difference in people checking themselves versus us checking has to do with, you know, you developed and you probably know this from when you first started doing this work till now, you develop 
um, palpation skills. Um, some people's muscle tone is different. And a lot of times people um, don't feel things as quickly as we do and they have to lift up higher or or engage more and that changes the initial measurement. Um, but do you also see how the measurement is just one component of their overall self-assessment? It very much is, and that's one of the things that we're trying to explain to our clients that what we use the questionnaire for is that you can't rely on the measurements alone. What we do is we establish a baseline for their symptoms. We look at how much on a scale, uh, how much, how often do they experience this pain or this problem, if they have incontinence problems, how often uh, do they have this uh, problem, is it just when they sneeze or cough? Or is it when they jump on the trampoline or is it just when they do sports? Um, so we sort of establish a baseline on that. We establish, okay, so how do you feel your tummy? How, how do you feel about your tummy? How often do you have back pain? And one of the things that is very interesting is when we then um, see people for follow-up consultation is we ask them, say, okay, well, I can see based on your last questionnaire that you said uh, you said that you felt back pain all the time. Um, and now you didn't report any back pain, and they're like, oh, that's, oh, that's right, I had back pain. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? And it, it's it's and it's really nice to have the support of the data. And I sometimes when people like very get get very skeptical about it, saying, okay, well, because we've done it with a big company uh, in Denmark, who who it's not us doing the statistics, so it's not an Excel spreadsheet. I can actually send them a professional report stating the progression in in this, which um, my hope is that that due to the fact that we've chosen a company that's global. Um, that we can actually, uh, once it, this pandemic is over, we can connect other um, practitioners onto it, like the Tummy team and other practitioners in Europe, because we've established, we've done quite a lot of work with setting up this whole system. And I think it will be amazing, not just for the women in Denmark, but for the women and men around the world to suddenly have this big database and and the data that would support that this is not just something that's in women and men's head. It's actually a real thing. Yeah, and I it, think that... Yeah. yeah I, sorry. <laughs> I, I think it's really frustrating when, when you see, um, when you come and, and come with a background that is a, a personal trainer, I think in, at least in Denmark there is a skepticism amongst the medical community is like, well, what do you know? You're not, you know, you haven't done 10 years in medical uh, school like I have and I should know everything. And I'm like, yeah, I may not have a medical degree, but I do see clients every day and I do see the results that they have and I do see that the things that the medical community uh, that they do, they help quite a lot of people, but they are also telling quite a lot of people that they don't that the problem is, is in their heads. And I think that's in itself is a problem that, that there isn't a bridge between uh, someone with my background and be the openness to, to be curious about what is other people's experience. Yeah. I was laughing because we, I did a podcast um, 
you know, some of the podcasts I do are just me talking and educating. And I did one called a journey to an honest self-assessment. And um, I know that you based your, uh, your data collection a little bit on our self-assessment from the tummy team and and, in addition to stuff that you do as well. And um, one of the things that I've said lots of time is that um, we as a system our bodies as a system, we're a negative feedback system. We notice when pain is there, but we don't notice when it's gone. We notice when we wet our pants, but we don't notice when we don't wet our pants, right? And so them having that assessment, that written down, um, and we do this in our online programs. We ask them to do this self-assessment at week one and then halfway through the program and at the end, because if they didn't write it down, they will not remember. I have had clients that come in that had, they came in because they have had eight or nine out of 10 pain for so long that it's driving them crazy. And by their second session, which is two weeks later, they'll tell me all this stuff that's going on with them. And then I'll say, and how is your pain? And they're like, what pain are you talking about? That's how quick their memory has forgotten the pain that brought them to the clinic initially. Because now it's gone and now they're on to, hey, but I noticed that I have this this fatigue here or I can't quite do this. They're on to the next negative feedback thing that we now need to fix. So I think it's valid for us to go back and say, I need you to recognize how much better it is. And now we'll work, work on the next thing. Um, but it's I had to laugh when you said <laughs> you also made a funny face when you said that, because I've totally had that experience where they don't even remember their symptoms. They don't remember when I ask somebody, so when's the last time that you noticed some stress incontinence and they have to sit and think about it. I'm like, it hasn't been very recently then, you know, if you have to really dig in, like if you wet your pants yesterday, you'll know today. Right. But if it has been weeks or a month or it hasn't happened for a really long time, then, then that tells us something too. Do you feel like, when, can you talk a little bit about your experience with the training, the professional training at the Tummy Team? Um, you've done several of the courses, but then we also do the webinars. And I know that you've mentioned in the past that the webinars are, you love the webinars um, because you like the interaction. But can you share a little bit about the training process with the tummy team for, for maybe professionals out there thinking, ah, I, I, I don't, I don't think I could do this, but I know that no, more people need to do this, you know? Yeah. I, I think that people need to recognize that this is such a common problem that it doesn't really matter if you have a diastasis as rectile or not. Everyone can benefit from this program. You, I don't, I really can't emphasize this enough to my clients and everyone that I speak to is saying it doesn't really matter if you have a problem or not. Everyone can benefit of having a stronger core. But you, I think people need to stop being afraid of that if they are a physiotherapist or if they are a doctor or whatever kind of box that you feel that you fit into. I think that you need to realize that this is information that anyone would benefit from. And the process that the tummy team, which I really like, is that you start out as the process as what the clients go through. Um, you have to go through the process because it's difficult to sit and tell this information to clients if you haven't tried it on your body, especially one of the things that is really funny is that people, when they come to us, we talk about the splint. 
And I tell them, look, for some people, it kind of goes both ways. Either you feel really that you love it, heavy on because it feels really good or you hate it. And I can tell to clients that, look, I really know that this is going to be a pain, but I can tell you by the end of it, you're going to feel like I don't want to take it off. And people kind of laugh at me at the time because they think they can't imagine that, the, you know, that this process that they will go through in such a short time. Um, but I think it's really beneficial um, that people who go through the Tommy Team program, that they start out as a client and then slowly onwards, you kind of build more on it um, from from the client's perspective, but you also take it as a, as a practitioner's perspective. So you take it kind of in, in small steps where I kind of got thrown into it. Um, but I think that the way the tummy team kind of take a step back and you have to think about it, you have to feel it, and then you have to understand it, and then you need to be able to explain it. I think the, the process of that, the journey that you go through and the, ah, is that how it works? The, the click moment that you kind of go ahead and the epiphany is like, oh, that's what she meant with that. I think that's very, um, I think that's very good. It's funny because I think that itself is the thing that irritates most professionals when they first look into our training, that I require them to do the client course for themselves as their first course. And it's a prerequisite for the other professional courses, because a lot of them, they're like, I just want to know how to help other people. But this type of work is so personal. It's so emotional. It's so how you feel that if you haven't actually experienced it and applied it to your own body, it is very difficult to be credible and to be effective with your clients. And so it's funny that you say, I love that you say that you see the benefit in that because we, the the second part of our training is going through pretty much video by video. Why I said it that way, why I did it that way, why I did it in this order, what I'm doing when I'm telling them to breathe this way or sit this way or walk this way or stretch this way. And um, so that if you hadn't experienced the course, you wouldn't be ready for that next level, right? That next level of really understanding, because just like in the online course where I want everybody that does the course to understand why they're doing it. I want the professional to understand why I did it in this order, because honestly, I think if professionals just watch the program without doing it, it would seem way too simple. And they'd be like, Oh yeah, yeah. I know all that. I know all that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and the thing, I guess from my journey that I think is very different from maybe other practitioners is that I kind of got thrown into it taking over a company that was already in existence I had to hit the ground running and that's actually a a thing that I cannot in any way recommend uh, because the learning curve was was so steep and although I know for a fact I feel I feel console or comfort in the fact that that I don't I know that I didn't hurt anyone but I wish I I could say that I could have helped other people more um, knowing what I know now. And I think that if, if you just have the patience to do the program, to to take the time to try it on your own, to try it on your body and to make it, 
you know, apply it into your business and how you want to do it, whether you are a uh, medical practitioner or if you are a Pilates instructor such as myself, I think it's important to say that you need to take the time and do the groundwork and, and to try it and, and definitely not do, uh, I guess, the, the journey that I did um, because that was, uh, yeah, that that was an experience, I would say. But it was incredibly I'm, stressful. It was incredibly stressful for you to take on that big of a uh, of a bite out of the system. But you're on the other side of that now, and um, and but at the same time, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know, right? And the more, yeah, and, and that's actually the most frustrating thing about it is is that the more you realize that you you learn, you realize what you don't know. And and I think it's not so much about what I don't know, but it's also about how many people don't know. And I think that's actually my biggest frustration is that if I could only take the information, like my biggest dream would be in the community that we have in Denmark with the public health system, is that if I could take the program that has been developed here in Denmark and that is based on the Tommy Team uh, program, if I could take that for every person, every woman who comes out of child labor, if I could say, here is, this is what you need to know. This is what the information that you can so easily do something about it. If I could do that, what what a difference that that would make. Um, and I, I realize that we've only talked about uh, women, um, but I also do want to make the point that we are seeing an increase in men coming to see our clinic and having just amazing results uh, throughout the program. Um, and and that's the thing that's another taboo or uh, something that we don't really talk about is, is actually the men in all of this. Right. So um, my dream is to take this to a level where the awareness is there and that it's then people's own decision if what they do with information. But right now the problem is that there's not enough people who know about the problem to do something about it. Yeah. But you're making a difference. And, you know, I really appreciate you in our community. So one of the things about the professional training that we do at the tummy team is we have these apprentice programs where people, uh, Professionals can go through the training, but also get a lot of individual support from us in that process. And then you have the option to becoming endorsed by the tummy team, which means that we put you on our website and we let people know where you are and we share information and we do monthly webinars. But my goal in that is to create a community where um, where we can support other professionals, support each other, share information and grow together. And I love that you're a part of that community. Um, it's been really great. And I try not to, um, I, I feel like there is a lot of competition out there and that's, my goal is to never be competitive. I feel like there's enough hurting people to go around that we don't need to fight over them. Um, that we should just be doing our best to support as many people as we can. And I love, I love that you shared your story. I want to have you on again, where we can talk more about the other stuff you're doing in Denmark, but I feel like this initial conversation was really needed because I think it shows people that yes, even though you said you would not recommend getting into this on a professional way, the way you did, you, you weren't afraid 
to be a part of the solution, even though you felt unqualified. And I love that. Thank you. And I, I also want to thank you for enduring all my questions and support in, in, in the time that when we first uh, started here in Denmark. So that was amazing. And thank you very much for your patience. And if you're out there listening and thinking if you could do this as a professional, I just want to say, don't be afraid, as Kelly says, to be part of the solution. There are so many men and women sitting out there that needs more people like us and the feeling of gratefulness that I learned the things that I learned is so big when I see a person coming into my clinic saying I don't know where to turn you're my last hope I don't if if you can't help me I'm it's I don't know what to do and to see them transform and when they finish within eight weeks of the program to see the transformation If you're just wondering if this is something for you, I can say there's nothing more gratifying in this world to see the impact that you can have on clients um, around the world. So my recommendation is just don't think too hard over it. Just just go for it. Just sign up to be professionals and join the program and be a part of the community. It's definitely the best thing I've ever done. It's definitely hard. It's not necessarily the biggest moneymaker. You do it because you have a heart for it. And yes, we do make money, but you do it because you have a heart for it. And I think there's a lot of people out there that have a heart for it. And that's what I want to encourage. So thanks for being with us today. Um, and thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast. We will have Heli on again in the future to talk more. And if you have uh, questions about the Tummy Team professional training, if you go to thetummyteam.com, there's a tab right at the top that says professional. You click on that tab and you'll see our whole professional website. And we would love to answer your questions and help you out. All right. Thanks, everyone. I hope you are well. Bye. Thank you for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey podcast. The Tummy Team is committed to validating your story, providing you with relevant practical education to understand your body, and offering effective solutions to live the life you were meant to live. Check out thetummyteam.com to get more information about how we can help you specifically, and see if one of our online programs is right for you. You can also follow the Tummy Team on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube to get tips, encouragement, and support.